Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax, and anything that's going on in your head or your heart, any decisions you're concerned about, stuff that's going on in the world or in your own home, just let it fall away. It's not just that you have to push it away, but just let it, let's spend some time not thinking about stuff and just being available to who God is. Let him minister to you. You know, a lot of times we get caught up in thinking it's, that he's waiting around, waiting for us to minister to him. But he's the one who initiates ministry. He ministers. He meets our needs. He gives himself to us first. So let's let's just let him do that. Whatever's going on, just make yourself available and and ask, Lord, is there an area in my life you'd like to touch? You'd like to reveal yourself. I just make myself available to that. I give you permission. I ask you to do so. I ask you to reveal yourself to me more clearly, more precisely. And I thank you ahead of time for everything you're doing in my life, regardless of what's going on out there. I know that you are in charge of it, and you're in charge of my daily life as well. And Lord, if there's something specific that you want me to learn or be healed from or grow in during this difficult time, I'm willing to embrace whatever it is. And I thank you ahead of time for everything you're doing. I know that you control and you have a good purpose, your purpose, for everything you're doing. And I thank you, Lord. And really, that's pretty much what our day-to-day life is. Because if it's not this coronavirus thing, it's something else. Something else will get our attention and and distract us. And that's part of the purpose of still being here in this earth, to learn how to deal with distractions, to learn how to overcome time, to learn how to live and move and have our being in him. Because our goal is still to know God. Confidence that we're hearing him, that we're on the same track, the same page as he is. Isn't that so much what we want to know? How are we doing? And he wants you to know how you're doing. He wants you to know that you're doing great, that you're on track, that you're hearing him. It's it's really not that big of a challenge. It's not that he's wanting you to change the world. 
He wants you to be changed in this world. Not by this world, but in it. We're in it, but we're not being affected by it. Now, there may be some that he does use to change the world. Great, fine, but that's not any of our primary purpose. Your first purpose is to be with him. To spend time with him, to know him. He is a, God is a real person. He's not like you and I. You and I are like him, but he's not like us. He's not nearly as confused as we are. He knows exactly what's going on. And again, he's going to have you ready for whatever it is. It may not feel like it. It may not seem like it. But you will be as ready as he wants you to be for whatever comes tomorrow. He's He proves his trustworthiness by bringing us through, by proving his that he's trustworthy by showing up when we need him. And he shows us we always need him. So as we spend time with him, whether there's a crisis going on or stress, or we just want to know him more, and we've developed the habit and the pattern of, of knowing, wanting to know him more, spending more time with him, letting him have his way to reveal himself more and more throughout the day. As we do that, he begins to reveal himself to us very often in unexpected ways. We spoke a little bit about this last week. But really, as we approach any topic that concerns knowing God, it's like we're opening the door to him. He is always knocking on your door. He always wants to reveal himself to you. In your spirit, you already know him. He's already fully revealed. So the problem is our soul. And God is, God is not afar off. He's not way over there, sitting in heaven somewhere on a throne, where we need to find a way to get his attention. You already have his undivided attention. What are you doing with it? Are you enjoying it? Or are you feeling stressed or pressured or guilty? Well, it's fine if you're feeling stressed or pressured or guilty because God is bringing something to the surface that he wants to work through, that he wants to bring healing or set you free from something, a lie you've been believing, generational curse needs to be removed, a change in your circumstances, a change in direction, forgiveness. So you work through those things until you're comfortable and relaxed in his presence. And you're not worried about measuring up or trying to minister or achieve something in order for 
him to be pleased. He knows what you need, and he's already met those needs. So our purpose here is to simply talk about God. Because the more we do that, the more open we are to his presence that is always there. Sort of like if you go out and you buy a car, a new car, or any car, and it's a certain color. Say you buy, you know, a white, you know, Toyota Camry. Pretty soon, when you're driving around, you'll notice all the white Toyota Camrys. It's just something our mind does. It makes those connections. So when we start talking about God and we start talking about how he makes himself known to us, we're drawing our own attention to how he makes himself known to us. We are noticing things that are already going on. God is already intervening in your life. You're just not noticing it. But God wants us to notice it, and we want to notice it. How encouraging is it when we see him blessing us, moving on our behalf, bringing us freedom and healing, knowing that he's looking out for us? How encouraging is that? So when we're talking about the Holy Spirit and the supernatural gifts and his activities and his presence and how we interact with him, one of the things we have an especial difficulty with is the nature of God is, I guess we could say it's incomprehensible. When we talk about infinity, when we talk about multiple dimensions of time, we can talk about them theoretically, but we've not really experienced things beyond our own understanding. And the nature of God, how he is, you know, we we put terms to it that makes sense to us. We try to draw conclusions when we don't have all the information. So that's one of the things we we want to try to avoid doing, is drawing conclusions when we don't have all the information. And God is not obligated to give us all the information. God does not expect relationship based on knowledge. He expects relationship because we are related. We are one in him. We are, you and I, are one together in him. We have relationship because we are related. 
So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're not going to come up with a delineation of how the Holy Spirit operates, what his operations look like, his activities look like. Instead, we want to simply talk about him and talk about God. But we have this sense of, okay, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We have a sense of what Father is. We have a sense of what the Son is. But we have a real hard time with the Holy Spirit. Most of the time when we think of the Holy Spirit, we think of a dove. We put illustrations and pictures and descriptions to something that is beyond our comprehension. And right now God wants himself to be beyond our comprehension because, again, he doesn't want us relying on our understanding to be related to him. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're not going to say, okay, this is how he does this, this is how he relates to the Father, this is how he relates to the Son, this is how he relates to us, these are his activities, ABC, this is what happens when we relate to him and ask for his activities. Just like God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit is an individual and wants to be known as an individual. An individual what? Part of God. The best way I kind of look at it is each one of us is in multiple kinds of relationships. We're the same person, but how we relate to others often defines who we are. For instance, a woman can be a daughter, a wife, and a mother. It's the same person, but there's a different kind of relationship in who they're relating to. Now, that's just a little bit of, I think, how God reveals himself. I think, you know, Jesus said, I and the Father are one. But he's, the Holy Spirit is also one with him. They're all one. All, God is one. I am. And yet, they function differently. They appear to us differently. They relate to us differently. Or we relate to them differently. So we don't want to get too caught up in trying to break down and understand with our mind how the Holy Spirit works, how he functions, how God the Father, how God the Son, how they function and relate to one another. But do be, please, be open to God speaking to you about that. And if he does so, please share it. Just as over time, he does reveal his secrets to us, his people, us, himself. 
he wants us to know these secrets. And there's a time and a season for his revealing these secrets. There are things that we Christians today accept as truth, accept as, well, part of being a Christian, that 2,000 years ago would be cause for a church exploding and even going to war over arguing about certain things. But you and I accept them as part of, okay, this is how God does things. So part of our goal is to simply talk about different characteristics and activities of God in his spirit. Simply by talking about it, we invite his presence, we invite him to be active in our lives, and it increases our perception and the likelihood of our perception of what he's doing. It makes us more aware of things that are already going on. It increases our perception. So last week we had talked about the supernatural gifts and that we were looking at it very practically, that there are abilities in our soul that are already there. We don't need to ask God for them. They are already there that he wants us to learn how to use. Not separate from our spirit, but as a vessel for our spirit. As our spirit flows through our soul, these solical or supernatural gifts are activated, are ready to be used, because we are to learn how to use those things that God has given us. That is our privilege. That is our responsibility. Now, while we're doing that, God is fixing us. God is restoring and reuniting our soul and spirit. He's doing the hard part. And he's giving us something to do over here. So we don't interfere with what he's doing. Now, it's important that we are learning what we're, do, what we're learning. It's important that we're learning about the supernatural gifts, about how forgiveness works, about all the things we've been talking about. But it's not because that's what changes us. It's because it's what we'll need as he changes us. I don't want to wait till my soul has been perfectly reunited to my spirit to then start the process of learning to live as a, as a spirit being. I want to learn as I go. I have a feeling that I'm not going to achieve complete union between my soul and my spirit while I'm here on this earth for whatever time period that is. I have a feeling that there's going to be something next where I'll pick it up and, and keep going. 
So I don't want to wait and just say, okay, well, God's doing his thing. When he's done, then I'll start to to pick up my responsibility as a spirit being. No, I want to start doing it now. And sometimes it's really the things he's putting his finger on are really simple. And sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're very... Sometimes we don't even know what it is. There there may be times when you're really stressed out about something and maybe you've repeated the same mistake over and over again in your life and you can't figure out why that keeps on happening. And then uh, perhaps one day you notice, oh, wait a minute, there was an opportunity for that to happen again. Maybe you have a temper, for instance, and you've never been able to get rid of it. Suddenly or eventually you realize you haven't, had a temper problem in quite some time, days, weeks, months. And then you realize, wait a minute, something changed. I no longer have this anger problem. That's God doing it. That's God changing you. It's not you working hard at it. Now, there there may be times when he, he sends us to anger management, and we learn from that. And sometimes... We need that wake-up call. But God is the one who makes the deep changes, brings the healing, brings the restoration, changes our character into one that fits a spirit being, a son of God. But it takes time, and it takes processing. It takes the circumstances of our lives. So the Holy Spirit and his activities, again, we're not out to come up with a table where you fill in X, Y, and Z in in each column in trying to describe how he is active in our lives. There are numerous teachings. Obviously, any Christian knows that this is one of, you know, one of the most read and written on topics is the activities of the Holy Spirit, all the different kinds. But we're not going to present an exhaustive account of his nature, his actions, or his character. You want to read those books? You, you know, Lord, bring the books into my hands that you want. Absolutely, that's perfectly fine. There's conferences, there's podcasts, whatever. That's perfectly fine. That's just not our goal. Because what we want to look at are some practical ways that we can do right now of relating and cooperating with the Holy Spirit. Again, what's the goal? Knowing God and having confidence that we know him, that we're hearing him clearly, that we're working with him and not against him. Again, the Holy Spirit is fully God. He's not the uh, the younger brother. He's not the leftover. God is God. And we, in terms of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there's no, okay, this one is more important than the other. The word Trinity is not found in Scriptures. 
Now, there are definitely references that imply that God is multi-parted. Doesn't say how many parts. But the three keeps coming up. So that's just one of those things that we've come to accept that there's that we think of God in terms of being three-parted, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now we're going to, probably until this is settled, we're going to continue to be curious about how God interrelates, how the Spirit and the Son and the Father relate to one another. But we're not going to wait for full understanding to accept the level of revelation that God has given us on this subject as enough for now. We understand him enough for now. If we need to understand more, he will reveal more. But for now, we know enough. We know the Holy Spirit is a person. And by that, we mean he has character. He has specific attributes. He can speak for himself. The Holy Spirit moves, he interacts, and he has all the other attributes of personality, just like the Son, just like the Father. When you think of the Father, there's certain attributes. You you relate to him as the Son, also the Spirit. So just like the Father, just like the, the Son, he can be grieved. He can be pleased, he can be patient, persistent, empowering, kind and expectant all at the same time. Because these are all characteristics that we experience with God in order to be changed. That he changes us. Now, as you pursue the knowledge of the Lord, and again we're asking him, and we take it seriously. We set up a specific time to be with him. You will experience the Holy Spirit himself firsthand. When you make yourself available to God, you get fully God. You get the Father, you get the Son, you get the Holy Spirit. As we talk about the Holy Spirit, you may perceive God more in terms of the Holy Spirit. But that doesn't mean the Son's not there or the Father's not there. Again, we try to draw conclusions based on incomplete information. When we speak of the manifestation of the personal presence of the Lord, I suspect it is the Holy Spirit that makes the Son and the Father real to us on a personal level. That's just a description of something, of the process that I think is used. Does that mean it's perfect? No. Does that mean it's absolute and there isn't another mechanism of the way he reveals himself? Or it could be totally wrong. It doesn't matter. What's important is, are we making ourselves available to know God? Because what it comes down to is that what role 
each aspect of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, what they actually do in relationship to one another and, and with us is not clear. It's not defined. It's not determined. And there's plenty of you know exegesis out there, books and, and classes on coming up with theories about how they relate to one another and how we're supposed to relate to God, God's in each part. But again, we're we're trying to draw conclusions based on incomplete information. And what is the most important thing is, are we knowing God? So when we're going to talk about relating to the Holy Spirit, I want to make it very clear that we're not excluding the Son. We're not excluding the Father. When we're relating to the Holy Spirit, we're relating to God. So when we're talking about the Godhead, we don't want to separate Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I kind of like to say when we're when we're using these kinds of terms, we need to remind ourselves that they travel together. You will never find the Father without the Son, without the Holy Spirit. And that's true for any of them. They always travel together. We may experience them separately, but they are always together. So start there. Spend some time when you get a chance and just be thinking about asking them, if you have any questions about the Holy Spirit, about the Son, about the Father, put them out there. Let him speak to you. And feel free to drop me a line, diane at therainersclub.org. If you've got any questions or if you want to give feedback, if you have some ideas or concepts that you'd like others to know. Because, again, we're... We're all in this together trying to know God the way he reveals himself. And we're open to to change. We're open to his revealing more. And yet we're also realized there's so much that he's already revealed that we have not taken a full taste of yet. So let's enjoy the process. And we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. So until then, this has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.